0: i can't believe he's back he's back the craziest guy on radio tv podcasts internet you name it he's crazy that's me lee jackson america's finest watchman hello 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 how are you tell me about all your finds of the week have you found anything really cool that i need to know about um, somebody asked me the other day what I was wearing and today I'm wearing my IWC Da Vinci, which I love. It's got the T-bar lugs. It's a chronograph. It's really cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I got a one hell of a deal on it too. One hell of a deal. So I was very pleased with that and I hope you've got enough to keep you happy and busy and everything else. All right. So we were talking about paddocks last time and I'm going to continue because nobody can stop me. Nobody can stop me. I'm unstoppable. Oh, I like that. Unstoppable. Ooh, yeah, baby. Unstoppable. Okay. So we're looking at paddocks and uh, I was in the $10,000, $12,000 range last time around. So what I'm trying to do is just see what's available in these price ranges for you to look at. Because, you know, things change. Rolexes went sky high. Omegas went sky high. I mean, these things even surprise yours truly. So I'm in the nine ten dollars $10,000 range, and I'm still seeing just timekeepers. I'm not seeing uh, complications. So I, all you, I'm trying to do is give you what to plan for the budget if you want to buy. Because you got to think, how much money do I want to spend and how new do I want to get? Do I want to get solid gold? Do I want to get it with an integrated bracelet? Do I want to get it without an integrated bracelet? Do I want manual wind? Do I want quartz? Do I want automatic? And then what size? You know, how big? And do you want modern? Do you want antique? I mean, what do you want? My opinion is... I want the biggest bang for my buck and the newest. That's the way I look at it. And I don't care, if, you know, you don't agree with me. That's okay. But that's the way I look at it. I want the biggest bang for my buck and the newest I can get my hands on. So anything newer than older for a good price is the way to go if you can do it. Now, I was looking online and I saw an auction with a really nice paddock. I found it very intriguing. Let me go back to it and we'll talk about it because I found it very intriguing. Somebody's got a brand. It says new. It's a Patek Philippe Calatrava model 3796 caliber 215 watch. Looks absolutely perfect, gorgeous. And it's they're starting this at $5, believe it or not. And then as I read through it, because I tell you, you've got to look at the details on these things or you are so screwed. It's not even funny. First of all, I don't know what size it is. It's not set anywhere on here what size it is. So that's the first thing I would do is email this person and say, what's the diameter of this watch? Because Calatravas went from small to big. Um, <clears throat> if I look up reference 3796, I might be able to figure it out. says so it's not running very well. And here's the kicker. And I mean, it looks really, really clean. Even the movement looks, everything looks good. Although the movement looks a bit old. The movement looks a bit old. You can tell how old it is by going to the serial number and looking it up on the uh, on the list of paddock movements. It'll probably tell you how old it is. So let's do that now. I'm going to write it down: one eight three one four one six. So it's uh, one million eight hundred thousand. So let's just see: is there a list? So I'm going to go online. I'm going to say Patek, uh, Philippe. Patek Philippe production numbers. Their production code, production numbers. Let's see. I think Patek they have every number, unless I'm crazy. Patek says they make about 60,000 timepieces annually, 140 models. Okay. Here's the, well, um, let's see. Let's just see. Serial numbers. So far, I don't see the right number. Ah, here we go. Here's the numbers. Okay. So I have a list of Paddock Philippe serial numbers and one, they stopped for some reason on this list at 1.8501 and we're at 184 something. So it's 1990, 1989 is when the watch was made. Gee, isn't that cool? Figured it out. So it's not brand new. Maybe it was sitting around. It says new without tags, but it does not, in the body of this, it does not say this is a new watch never used. It says at the top, new without tags, but I don't buy that. It says sold as is. So is it worth it to buy this watch? Let's talk about it. Let's say it's the size you like. Okay, I don't know what size it is. It's not saying, and there's no reference that I can put to it. I'm going to look up the reference number. Let me try that. Let's look up the reference. Sorry, don't. I'm just typing it in. Give me a moment. I'll be right back. Reference 3786. Is that what it was? 3786. No, thirty-seven ninety-six. Oh shoot. Okay, so I blew it. I apologize. It's hard to talk when I'm typing. I'm sorry. You know I'm a guy, I can only do one thing at a time. What do you want? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, here's a 3796 somewhere else. Yes. I'll take it. And I want to see. Okay, it doesn't say it. Now I can't find it. thirty. Here it is. 3796 gold original looks exactly the same as the one I saw. Um this one has the extract, which means they sent it to Paddock and Paddock did research on it. But I want to see the size. That's what it's 1995, according to this. Um, I don't see the serial number, but let's take a look. It's got to be here. Okay, so here we go 31 millimeter, very small. Very small, 31 millimeter. That's not going to be very good. 31 is even small for me, and I wear small watches. So you got to look at these things because they don't put it in there on purpose. They don't want you to see it. So now we know it's somewhere around 1990. It should be 32 millimeter. And is it worth it? Is it worth getting without the back? Good question, isn't it? So what I would tell you to do is the first thing I would do is I would look for case backs, see if anything exists. Do they even sell them? Can you even find case backs? Get an idea of what it would cost you for a case back. Okay, uh, let's see. I don't see a lot of case backs, I'll tell you that. Nope, I don't see a lot. I did see them somewhere. Where the hell did I see them? So, if <clears throat> you could pick that watch up, or you could pick it up reasonably priced, would you sit on it and wait for the case back to show up at some point? Would you? That's the question. If you're a true collector, you would. Because you have a fabulous watch and all you need is the back and you picked it up for a song and a dance. So I'm going to bid on it. Just for fun, I will. I'm not going to bid tons, but I'll bid something on it. See how bad people want it. See, people are like me. They're not dumb. They know if they're looking at a paddock, they know what it should cost and what the parts are going to be and should they wait and should they even try it. If you could pick that watch up in my opinion, for under thousand bucks, I would say it'd be worth, definitely worth buying. And then you're going to pay for the case back figure another $500 would be my guess. If you could get that watch for 1500 I mean, it is as minty fresh as that you can imagine. The dial's beautiful on it. Just beautiful. Doesn't need anything else. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to find See if there's any case backs listed anywhere to get an idea. A lot of gaskets. Okay, here's case backs, and they're listed with the model, which is really nice. But they get a lot of money. They're a minimum of 1000 to $2,000 for a case back. How's that? Wow. But the good news is they have the reference numbers on these case backs, so you can figure it out. So if you could find a case back that had that number, that model on it, it'd be worth it. And even if it took you a while, who cares? I mean, really, who cares? Okay, so let's go back to where I was, because I think that's a hell of a deal, even though it's small, remember. Remember, it's gonna be small on your wrist, and you're gonna say, why did I buy this? It's too damn small. You've got to think these things out before you make a move. Because once you bid on a lot of these websites, you cannot retract your bid. And if you do, they hold it against you. So I've been in many auctions where I didn't want to get something. You know, I just bid on it for fun or I, did, I figured I'd be outbid. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you are, you know, or if you get into the bidding and it gets you so excited and going, that you can't help it. Sometimes you leave a bid in there and you're like, gee, I wish someone would outbid me. I really don't want it that bad. I don't want to pay that kind of money. And most of the time I do get outbid when I do stuff like that. So what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll put in a bunch of low bids on things I like. And if any of them come through, great. You get, you usually will get um, notification or you should go back and see if anybody's outbidding you. And then you can decide, do I really want to go for this? And a lot of times you'll get things you didn't expect You put a low bid on it. If nobody else bids on it, you'll get it, but you got to do it a lot and you got to be patient. Patience wins the day. How many times have we said it? Patience wins the day. If you're going to be a collector, you got to hold them. You got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, the whole nine yards. And you got to have a real good poker face. Because what if you're someplace and you see something and you're really excited about it and it's a great price. You don't want to tell the person, oh, is a great price. You could get more. No, you want to keep it to yourself and keep a poker face on and don't tell anybody how you feel about it. You don't want to tell anybody. You want to keep it to yourself. You know? So what I'm looking for now, I'm trying to get back to where I was so I can continue our talk on Patek Philippe, one of the finest watches in the world, if not the finest. I know there's going to be people that are arguing with me because it's always been Patek and Basher on neck and neck. Always. Always. Okay, so I'm already at uh, where am I at 10, 11, 12,000? And I still haven't hit the top of this by a long shot because what I'm trying to do is give you an idea. like you could get a nice um, you could get a nice integrated bracelet paddock from the 70s, 60s, maybe 80s for about 10 grand. You can get those ladies 24 stainless for about 10. Those are beautiful for women. Women love those. Um, if you want to go antique, there's a lot of antique paddocks running around and they're not ridiculously priced, but the way I look at it is, oh, I'm going to spend that kind of money. Why not get something newer? That's going to hold up better. That's going to be more durable than the older ones. Older ones I've told you many times are much, much more prone to hot, cold shocks, uh, water, you name it. Newer ones, not so much, much stronger, much better. Okay, so I've got to take a quick break here in another minute. So while I'm ta- while you're taking the break, I'm going to keep looking. And I'm going to come up with some more interesting pieces to talk about here. Because I know there's a lot of paddock collectors. I mean, how many watches can you have? You know, I guess never enough. That's another thing. Putting an ugly band on a good looking watch. What a shame. It's going to take people away from buying. Um, because they see it, it looks terrible, and they don't even want to think, well, I could fix it up. I could change this. I could change that, and make it look better. It's not cheap enough. It was cheap, yeah, a- absolutely. But if it's real expensive, no. You want it to be minty mint. You put it on your wrist and enjoy yourself. You don't want to have to work on it. If you can find it a great deal, yes, I'll work on it. I'll do stuff to it. I'll take my time. I won't rush. I don't have to wear it immediately you know, I can wait a while. If I bought that watch without the back, I would wait. I don't care if it took a year or two to find a back. That's what collectors do. That's what we collectors do because we are collectors. We are the best of the best. We never give up, do we? We never give up. Okay. I got to take a quick break here. i be right back. See you in a bit. Okay, I think we had enough even though I love that sexy music Okay, so I'm in the thirteen fourteen thousand dollar range. This is Lee Jackson America's finest watchman. Here we go again I'm seeing much newer watches now when I'm into this thirteen fourteen thousand. I'm seeing much newer fresher stuff and It depends what you want if you want to buy antique. That's great. But why pay this kind of money? My my thing is if you're gonna buy antique you should be paying a lot less Unless it's something that's just so incredible, uh, one of a kind, that there's only, you know, it's worth paying it. <clears throat> Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. No. So, like, here's a 1924 cushion that looks absolutely gorgeous. They want 14000 for it, which is a lot of money for an old watch. And it's probably small, but it's in beautiful shape. looks really nice. Let's see what the movement looks like. Uh-huh, no movement. That's nice. That's a, that's a red flag right off the bat. They won't show you the movement. Forget it. But here's, they got the archives, which is nice. Yep. Watch made 1924, and yet it wasn't sold for 10 years. Isn't that wild? They made the movement, and they didn't put it in a case for 10 years. It's pretty wild. But it's going to be small. They know that. Watches back then were small. Let me see if I can get an idea of the size of this bugger, because I got a feeling it's very small. 38 by 30. That's actually pretty damn big, surprisingly enough. That's a good size. 38. Yeah, that's a real nice size, and it's square, so it's kind of, well, it's actually rectangular. So the lugs stick way out, so the lugs is 38, and then the width is 30, so that's not bad. That's much bigger than they had back then, too. In those days, when I find stuff from the 20s, it's usually pretty small. Okay, so we're in the $14,000 range. I'm finding some beauties like a men's gondola with an integrated bracelet. It's absolutely stunning. never seen it before with a brick bracelet. Beautiful. A ladies 24, 20-4 in solid gold for 14. And yet I see the stainless steel ones going for 10 and 11. So why not spring for the solid gold. Here's a man's Calatrava with a hobnail bezel. It has a solid gold integrated bracelet. I see this big gondolo. It's a 5111J. I see it a lot for some reason. It's kind of like a tank, but it has very thick sides and thick, like the bezel's very thick on it. It's a nice look, but I see a lot of them. So maybe either they're, either they made a lot and there's a lot running around or people don't like them and they're getting rid of them too small or whatever. You got to think about these things. I know you're sitting there going, why didn't I think of that? You have to. No one's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to tell you, oh, by the way, you got to watch out for this. No, that's your job. You got to, we got to figure it out. Okay, so like here's a ladies 20-4 with diamonds on the bezel and it's the same price as that solid gold one, which I would grab the solid gold first, personally. Um, but that's, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just weird. Weirdo. But think about having the finest watch in the world on your wrist. Not many people can say that. Not many people can do that. The finest in the world. I have the finest car in the world. I have the finest stereo in the world. I have the finest house in the world. You don't do you? But you could have the finest watch in the world on your wrist. And that, to me, is very exciting. kings and queens have worn these watches, these brands. They were made specifically for them. So you're talking about some serious, serious credibility here. Okay, so I still haven't got to uh, real complicated. I come to the dual travel, which I've told you about. We talked about it last time. Those are about 15000 And I, believe it or not, am still looking. This is really sad not for you, if you collect and you have paddocks, then your value is way up there. But for us little peons that want to sit there and collect, it hurts. That's why maybe paddock is not the right watch for you. If you don't want to spend this kind of money, or if you're like me, I go to the bottom of the list, the least expensive and look around and see if there's something there I can play with or afford. I don't go to these watches, 15, 16,000. If I'm doing TV shows, you better believe it because I've got people like you that want to buy them. But they're not collectors. They're people that like paddocks, just want a nice paddock to wear. Okay, so here's a nice one. Calatrava, but it's, it's a lady, so let's stay off of that. I'm still seeing pretty much the same watches again. And I'm in the 16. There's my baby. There's my gondola that I wore. 16,000 I sold it years ago, brand new for about seven. Give you an idea how much these dumb things have gone up. Now well, you keep up with inflation that way, if nothing else. And that's, what's really killer about wearing watches. You can wear something that you can wear it every day and enjoy it. Instead of putting it away in a safety deposit box and never seeing it again, or putting it somewhere in storage, you know, like big artwork or things like that you collect how are you going to enjoy it every day? You can't, but with a watch or jewelry, you can. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now I'm in the 17,000 and I'm still seeing timekeepers. They're getting much newer. They're getting much nicer. I'm seeing a lot of ladies la flam with diamonds all over them at this rate. Okay. We saw, I saw that one last time. There's my, there's my gondolo. One of these days, baby. One of these days, I got to get that watch back again because I really liked it. I also had a really cool Cartier Santos. I don't know if I ever talked about it. I had a beautiful Santos. There were only like 75 made. It was in platinum. Manual wine. Didn't look like much. It was real austere and plain and just gorgeous. And somebody stole it from me. Shame, shame. I had a lot of pieces stolen from me. <clears throat> people talk. Sick people, man. Can't enjoy your own stuff. Got to take mine. That's why you got to keep an eye on your stuff, folks. Got to keep it locked up. You should have a very good place to keep your watches, not out and about. Because if they want them and they come in, they're going to go right for them. And you don't want to be on the other end of that saying, I lost it. Okay, so here. This looks like a man's Neptune. I've never seen a man's. Let's see if it's a man's watch. 19. Yeah, this is a man's 36 millimeters. That's my size. Beautiful watch. It's called a Neptune. Really pretty. It's got a big, big, thick engine turn bezel on it. Like a Rolex, but even bigger. I mean, that bezel's humongous. It's a very nice looking watch. Uh, 20 grand, 19.5 used pre-owned i don't like to say used but it's a beauty and you don't see a lot of them <clears throat> neptunes i don't know why you just don't see them that's not a soul lot but we haven't got to aquanaut that's another good one we're going to talk about the aquanaut imagine those used to be very inexpensive the aquanaut for their line and now i'm in the what am i in where am i 20 grand i haven't even seen them Phew. They used to be very inexpensive for, a well, relatively speaking, for a paddock. I still haven't seen any. They must be a hot number still. It's a very cool looking watch, the Aquanaut. It's a square dial watch. It's got a rubber band, rubber black band on it, and it's all textured. It's a very cool watch. I mean, paddock is, like I said, they're very conservative, their designs, but this one's an interesting conservative design. There's some stuff that's conservative, but it transcends style. It transcends everything because they're really awesome. And this would be one of them. Okay, so I'm at 21. And all I'm seeing is timekeepers. I still don't see complications, believe it or not. So what does that tell me? That tells me that there's a big spread between good and really good and overpriced. And that's for you to figure out. Like, here's that gondola, the one with the real thick uh, bezel, lugs, everything, 22.5. Yet I saw one that was a lot less. So that's what you do. You got to zero in on what you want. Let's say I want a gondola, a Patek Philippe gondola. Then look at those and see what's the what's the spread, where do they start, <clears throat> where do they finish? You know, what's the high, what's the low? Here's a beauty a Tono. Oof, I saw this last time. I really like Tano shapes. This this is, looks weird, but really nice. Hard to tell the year on it. Really hard to tell. 31 millimeters, so it's small. Says it's 1980 to 1989. See, I never would have said that. So it's it's um it's a later watch, but it looks early because it has the gold applied numbers on it. That look like 30s. So I was gonna say 30s or 40s, but it's a newer watch. And you know, these watch companies are not stupid. They go back to their old watches and designs and sometimes they will copy them. Vacheron's got a bunch of, they call them Le Historique. And it's some of their old designs updated and brought back. And Paddock does the same thing. All right, so I'm at 23,000 and I keep seeing travel time, that's it. That's the one with the three hands. I don't see anything else. I haven't seen a chronograph. I have seen automatics. So in that price range, you could be in an automatic if you really wanted it. Like here's a 1920s Patek Philippe Tiffany and Company, 18 carat gold enamel cushion officers watch, beautiful watch, but very old and it's going to be very delicate. And that's something you got to be really careful. When I wear my antiques, I am extremely cognizant what's on my wrist. Okay, so here's a complicated officer's watch. We saw one of these already. 23600 and it's in white gold with a hobnail bezel. It's got screws for the pins on the lugs. Instead of holes, it's got screws. Um, what else does it have? Let's see. I'm not really seeing that much in these price ranges, which just tells me everything's gone cuckoo. Prices have gone through the roof, which is insane. But that's where the market is. I am not part of the market. I am an interloper watching the market and trying to get something I can get reasonably priced and turn around and sell it to you on TV, cleaned up and completely serviced for a reasonable price. Okay, here's a beauty, 37 millimeter, 18 karat. Yeah, we, I think I talked about this last time. Yeah, it's got the day and the date and the month. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a Calatrava, beautiful watch. But I think we talked about it, so I don't want to talk about it a second time because I know I'm slowly losing my marbles. But doesn't mean I have to put it out there for everybody to see, does it? So most of these are extra hands that show you time in two different time zones. That's what I'm seeing. And I'm up to 25,000. I still don't see anything really complicated. Like here's a Nautilus 18 karat with power reserve, 102,000. Okay, so here's annual calendar. We saw that's the one we just talked about. So I'm in the annual calendar section at twenty five, twenty six thousand. Here's one with them. We saw that one too. Travel time. That must be a big one. I see a lot of them. I really do. That's some with the extra hand for twenty four hours. And then I see this same one with the screws where the pins are and the moon phase. Same one. So what that tells me is there's a few of them running around or people needed money and dumped them. Got tired of them. I mean, I've had very complicated watches and I don't really use them. So it's kind of a burden after a while to have really super complicated watches if you're not going to set it and use it. If you are, God love you. I think it's great. Okay, I'm in 20. I'm ready to give up. I'm at 28,000. We're going to finish this up because I'm getting nowhere here. Wow, I'm getting nowhere absolutely nowhere so if you want to collect paddocks friends you better have a lot of money that's what i see okay we are out of time i guess we're going to continue this next one so for those of you that love paddocks god love you the rest of you i will get on to other brands don't move don't leave i'll be back i promise they're taking me away ah